In my culture, death is not the end. It's more of a stepping off point. You reach out with both hands and bust and segment. They lead you into the green veld where you can run forever. That sounds very peaceful. My father thought so. Hello everybody, welcome back to another episode of Every Marvel Movie Ever. I'm your host, Gabe Thomas. With me, as always, is your co-host, Francisco Acala. And this episode has been a disaster behind the scenes so far. Yeah, we've been here for probably more than half an hour just trying to get the audio to function in any way. We're recording on a single microphone right now. We're back to the dark ages. This of is the podcast. what we used to do. This is the old mic. We don't even have two separate audio tracks, so I can't stop us from talking over each other. I can't like cut <laughs> off the other one while one of them's talking. So this is going to be an absolute disaster. Uh, and knowing Franny's opinions about Black Panther, this is going to be a real fucking disaster. <laughs> We're gonna all going to go with it because this is—it's better than nothing, right? I'm going to add so much time to you editing this. Well, in the past, you've voiced your displeasure over this film. Not that you hate it, just that you think it's kind of boring. In the past, I've stated that I feel very neutral about this boring movie. How do you feel now? My opinion has actually changed slightly. I don't think it's as boring as I remembered, but I don't think I like it all that much more than the last time I saw it. It's definitely more entertaining than I thought it was, though. I didn't like it that much in the theater. Like, it was fine, but I didn't really care. But I think in hindsight, and obviously part of it's definitely colored by, like, the loss of Chadwick Boseman. That's definitely that's big, part of it. That's a big factor. And I can't, like, be like, oh, the movie's good because he's in it. Because he's dead. That's not, yeah, that's <laughs> not fair of me to not judge the movie as a movie. But there's no way around that. There's no way around, like, feeling that way in some way. That yeah. definitely adds to to the impact of this movie but i watched it once last year um for the first time because i saw it in the theater and then i didn't watch it again until last year after he passed away and i liked it a lot more and i watched it again this week and i still like it but there's some problems and most of the problems for me are in the third act of the film there's a lot of the, the it's entire it's one third of the messiest act. Third, third acts in the mcu i think it's very different not in well, a good way. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it's different. I would say it's very much the same to everything else. Where he fights another version. We'll that's talk about right. it. We'll talk yeah. about it. And it's very similar to The Phantom Menace, which we'll also talk about. <laughs> uh, that's not my theory. That's been floated by a bunch of people, but we have to bring it up because I think it's very interesting to talk about. What do you think the best parts of this movie are then? What works about it for you? What's the good stuff? I think visually it's very good i think all the like cg effects are mostly pretty good the movie definitely looks very unique compared to the rest of the mcu movies for pretty obvious reasons Mm -hmm. i do like t'challa as a character i don't i don't really think he's that great of a central character but just as a character in general i think i like him a lot Killmonger is a decent villain. I think people like him maybe a little more than he deserves. That's mostly it. Wow, okay. I mean, the plot is a little boring in my opinion. It's not bad in any way. I just don't find it all that interesting. (laughs) 
Okay, well, fair enough. I can't tell you you're wrong, but you're wrong, I think. Um, fair no, enough. that's totally fine. I do think in the MCU, Black Panther as a character works better in other people's movies. Yeah. Like, I feel that way about Ant-Man also, where it's like, Ant-Man's fun in the Ant-Man movies, but he's better when he has other superheroes to work off of. And I would say the same about T'Challa, but I still think he's a good protagonist. I, I feel like he's a more interesting protagonist. You know what? The main point of comparison in terms of quality between this movie and another movie for me is Doctor Strange because I think this is better than Doctor Strange. I don't think you would agree with that, but that's I, how I feel. Yeah, I think I, w- I enjoy Doctor Strange like slightly more than this one. I just think this is more different. They're definitely very different movies. Yeah, but they're both like, like I don't really consider this an origin movie. Maybe some people would, but I Not don't feel really. that way. I mean, he already starts the movie as Black Panther, and we've already seen him in a movie before, so I don't think this technically really counts as an origin movie. I feel like he has his main arc in Civil War anyway. Yeah. Where he, like, he wants to get revenge on Bucky, and at the end he's like... Vengeance has consumed you. It's consuming them. I'm done letting it consume me. That's his arc for me. Which, in a negative way kind of means he doesn't really have an arc in this he's kind yeah. of just a good person and then he's still a good person then by the end he's a good person <laughs> so not a lot of uh change on the you know part of that character but like i i do like this movie quite a bit i feel like talking about it i'm gonna like it less <laughs> a little bit less but i think killmonger is really interesting i think he's much better than like a hella or an Aldrich oh, yeah. Killian. <laughs> yeah, I can't I can't argue that he's not better than most of the MCU's villains. And he definitely has a very interesting like motivation and an interesting origin. But like when he's actually doing villain stuff, it just seems kinda cartoony, like, oh, I'm gonna take over Wakanda and we're gonna <laughs> spread weapons all over the world to maybe kill all the white people. I mean, I don't know what his plan is. Look, I'm with it. If that's the plan, I'm <laughs> totally with it. No, I think he's more interesting than that. I think he's the one who's like, Wakanda needs to open up their borders and share their technology. And T'Challa right. is against that. And I think that they should do that also. So I kind of agree. It's almost like, it's not as deep as the Vulture, but it's closer to that where it's like, no, he's right and I agree with him. Yeah, it's definitely a villain that you can definitely see where he's coming from. It make his motivations make sense. His execution is weird, but I think his motivations definitely are understandable. I don't have a problem with the execution. I really enjoy watching him, but that's that's fine. You know what makes him unforgivable though? He shot Claw in the face, <laughs> and Claw is so much fun in this. Yeah, um, I I was actually really sad that he. Make he didn't it last very long. No, he's but only able, you know, like a couple scenes. He's and then he in just the gets first shot. half. Yeah, and I guess we'll never see him again because yeah. there's no room for ambiguity there. He got shot in the head. Yeah, <laughs> he's pretty. He's out of it. And I hate to be like one of the only white characters in the movie is a highlight of the movie because that doesn't sound good. But he's really great. Yeah. And the other white character in the movie, Martin Freeman. It's a little Hobbit reunion. It's Gollum and Bilbo Baggins <laughs> hanging out. Martin Freeman, obviously, he was in Civil War. And he was fine, and he's fine in this. I really enjoy him as an actor, but he doesn't really do anything in this. Yeah, he doesn't really get too much to do. He's kind of just there. He flies in a spaceship. He flies a little spaceship around, just like Anakin Skywalker. (laughs) Uh, This is something like 
movies in like the early 2000s do oh this crazy world you need a normal guy to walk around and and so people can explain things to him don't. he's that character <laughs> and that character is kind of useless it's been an outdated concept like since it was made <laughs> yeah it's a really bad idea and i can forgive it more in something like hellboy or whatever where i still think it's kind of boring but like they were just starting it out it makes even less sense in this movie because we're already so far into the mcu yeah it's like We've seen, like, Doctor Strange was, like, what, the year, the same year or the year before? Two years before, you little idiot. <laughs> Not that long ago. But, like, we don't need these, like, normal people characters mm -hmm. because Doctor Strange is a movie that we watched two years ago. Yeah. We don't need these things explained. We get it. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that is a big detractor from the film. But I really enjoy all the supporting characters in this. Like, that's something that gets me through it, is I really love Lupita Nyong'o in this, and she's amazing, and I love M'Baku and, and Okoye. I think all of these characters are great. And I did love Shuri until it was revealed that she was a monster. I was kind of, eh, like, middle of the road on really? her before, uh, and then she's a monster, so I don't like her. <laughs> Franny has a feeling about these things. He's just that good. He's got intuition. <laughs> No, yeah, I, I enjoy her. I, I think her relationship with T'Challa was a highlight, and I still enjoy it now, knowing that she's a monster. I feel like she can be a little annoying at times. Is it because but... she did the what are those, Franny? Is that why? <laughs> that was definitely an awful moment, and I think outdated when the movie came out. But, they, but... but it's 2016, Franny. They had to cement that it was still 2016. Think about it. This is after Civil War. Franny's two years ago. It's Whatever. two years before that. That it's brilliant. <laughs> that so was bad. a horrible joke and made me like her slightly less. <laughs> Is it Fortnite quality? Better or worse? Yeah, it's it's all bad. <laughs> yeah, it's bad. What do you think about his suit uh, that makes him just undefeatable <laughs> completely and lowers all stakes because he can never lose when he's wearing it? It's very weird, and I feel like also kind of doesn't make sense at certain points. Because he can get shot with, like, Claw's arm, mm -hmm. and is fine, and then he gets shot with a grenade launcher, and he's not fine? He was fine, he jumped on that grenade, and he was fine. Well, yeah, there was that, and then Killmonger shot him with a rocket launcher, <laughs> and he went flying, and then he was just out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. What? <laughs> Look, yeah, that's a good point. Like, he was weak, he didn't have the purple herb. I don't know, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. That's what I'm yeah. saying, the third act of this movie falls apart, I think. It Yeah, it it's... It's weird. I don't like that he's, like, just invincible, but it's, like, whatever. There are some inconsistencies in this movie. The suit looks great. It's great. Everything Everything oh, yeah. in this looks great. Wakanda looks great. I think the world building is really good. Like, mm -hmm. you know so much about Wakanda the second you get there, which is really important. And I think it's one of the more interesting locations in this entire universe. I definitely love all the focus that they put on Wakanda. Wakanda is a very interesting place. And seeing all the different tribes and all that. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And, yeah, I think, I think M'Baku is really great. Because when he first shows up, it's like, oh, it's Winston Duke, and that's fun. They're having a fight, but you don't really think much of him. And then he comes back in a big way later. It's like, oh, shit, this guy's fucking awesome, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm really excited to see that character again. He's definitely one of the better parts of, like, getting towards the end of the movie. Yeah. I feel like he, he definitely carries, like, any of the scenes he's in. 
And Daniel Kaluuya was in it. All of the fucking Jordan Peele protagonists are in this movie. Yeah. Everybody from Get Out and Us is in this. I know. It's great like, to I, see. I was watching it and I was like, I recognize all of these people from movies. Yeah, right? <laughs> exactly. Which is great because they're all great. This movie is a fucking all-star cast. Also. Oh, yeah. Like, everybody's so great in this. Fucking Angela Bassett as his mom. Like, it's just, it's it goes all the way. Forrest Whitaker is in it <laughs> after being in Rogue One, a Star Wars story where he exploded. <laughs> so that's great. Save the rebellion. <laughs> save the dream. And so he talks the entire movie. Are you serious? Yeah, it's a choice. <laughs> Bukala. Yeah, it's, it's re- Bodhi Rook. It's really weird and bad. I like no, that, that movie a great. lot. I watched it again recently. It's, I still think it's really good, but that's actually a movie where it's the reverse of this, where the third act is by far the best part of the movie. Um, so I, Forrest Whitaker knows how to pick it. He knows how to pick movies <laughs> where where either the, the first half is stronger or the second half is. Um... But I, I enjoy whenever, like, a Star Wars person's in these where Disney's like, we have you, do you just want to be in this other thing? And they're like, yeah. And yeah. it's like, oh, great, they're all over the place, I like that. And then it's another layer of does Star Wars exist in the MCU? <laughs> I and I maintain, Franny, I will always maintain only the original trilogy. It's all, it's all. It's the only way it makes sense, because they haven't fucked that up. And um, there's a Star Wars reference in this movie. Is there? I can't remember what it was, but I heard it, and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, whatever that was, I'll play a clip of it. Or I won't if it didn't happen. But yeah, I, I, mean, I know it did. You have to watch the entire movie again just to find it. Yeah, I know there's a reference. No, Franny, I'll just go to the IMDb Connections page. Yeah, that's I'll true. I'll find it. Um, or a Screen Rant article where they're like, oh, I'll go, I'll go to one of those. Good impression um, of uh, the, the Screen Rant writers. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I, I can't wait to work for them one day. <laughs> That'll be all my articles. I like the score also, and the soundtrack. This was like a huge soundtrack. Yeah, the the soundtrack is definitely very good. Uh, it's interesting because this and Spider-Verse came out the same year, different ends of the year, but they both had like insane hip-hop soundtracks. Yeah. And I prefer spider I was listened to Spider-Verse a million times. I've only listened to Black Panthers. I listened to it more when it came out. I listened to it again recently. It's still very good, but I don't think it leaves quite the impression on me that the Spider-Verse one does. Because Spider-Verse has, like, 30 artists on it. I think Black Panther yeah. one has, like, five or whatever. I, I feel like that kind of sound is just a very unique thing. And I feel like it's kind of only in, like, superhero stuff. Like, the weird, mm. like, orchestral, like, hip-hop. Yeah, right. And yeah. I, I really like it. And I feel like it should be in more stuff. Because it's just it's very pleasing to listen to. And this is... It's kind of nice, though. That's one thing that was nice about this movie when it came out. Is it's, like... It's not about fucking Fandy Stones. Like, it's kind of a breather movie. Yeah. it, it In comparison, it feels much, like, lower stakes than yeah. a lot of the other movies that have come out around this one. Yeah, because this is when we're really ramping up. And it's... That's something that I thought was really smart about releasing Infinity War was you have, like, Black Panther first and then Ant-Man afterwards. Like, these are softer, like, you know, just kind of fun movies and then the middle you have yeah. <laughs> down devastation. The, we're putting down the, the cushions for you to just face plant into yeah once exactly War comes out. exactly you know something i love i love the very start of this movie where you get like the shitty 90s black panther suit that's awesome yeah <laughs> that's one of my favorite parts of the whole movie is just those suits where they look more like the comic book suits that's something fucking marvel's been killing it with recently also is like including the weird spandex costumes for everybody yeah i do I love, love it that. we just saw it and redacted last night yeah <laughs> it's all over the place I'm, I'm digging it i love working that in i've been reading some black panther stuff this week not as much as i wish i had uh but i'll leave some of the, my favorite black panther stories below like the christopher priest run from the early 2000s is like 
the greatest. It's like Black Panther versus Mephisto. Like it's it's That's awesome. Weird. It's so <laughs> awesome. It's him versus Captain America and like all this crazy shit. It's really yeah. There's some really great Black Panther stories, including the first ever appearance of Black Panther, oh, no. uh, where which I also read last night. Where the Fantastic Four go to Wakanda and Black Panther just beats the shit out of all of them. <laughs> Is there a reason or does he just do it? I don't even remember. Like, I just read it. I didn't really, I don't care. What a good first impression. <laughs> I just enjoyed watching him beat all these people up. It's unfortunate that every black superhero for like 20 years always had black in the name, though. Like, yeah. You have to know going in. It's like, oh, Jesus, that's not okay. Just a warning. And then the first, like, you know, the f- biggest black superhero movie we've ever had is led by a man named Chad. Like, it's like, yeah. it's like the complete opposite. Um, it's it's obviously, it's great for representation, too, to just see, like, oh, mostly entirely black cast in this. It's great because people are so annoying all the time where they're, like, when this movie came out, they're like, why do we need Black Panther when we have Blade? It's like, <laughs> Blade has, like, two black cast members. Like, and also, what are you talking about? Ryan Reynolds back. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Hannibal King. Remember when he fought that vampire Pomeranian threw it off a skyscraper? <laughs> Those are good movies. We've been on some wild rides of this fucking show. Those movies suck, except the first one. The fuck is always trying to ice skate uphill. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we get another white cameo at the end of the movie where Bucky shows up. That's fine. As the white wolf. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Guys, come on. Calm down. Simmer down. Oh, you know what? Okay. The main action scenes, the South Korea action sequence, I think, is really exciting. Yeah. There, there's a lot happening all at once in that, but in, like, a good way. It has one of the lesser Stan Lee cameos, though. Yeah. It's just, it's fine. I, I don't really... Doesn't really stand out that much. Yeah, when I, mean, I watched it the first time, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> when you think of Stan Lee cameos, the one that's in this isn't really one that comes to mind. <laughs> no, yeah, there's some Stan Lee cameos in the MCU that kind of disappoint me. Like, the Doctor Strange one, I think, is kind of bad. The Infinity War one, it's like, this is Infinity War, and that's what you did for them. Yeah. He's a fucking bus driver. He could have done anything, but... And, and that, it's like, I get it. Gotta get him out of the way early so it's not distracting when the movie's... Like, that is a super, like, emotional movie. You can't just throw Stanley in at some random point, but... But, like, at the same time, you got Stanley talking to Watchers at some point. Yeah, like... no, most Stanley, like, 80% are great, yeah. but like, there's some, you like, You set this. a very high bar, and then when one's, like, kind of meh, it just makes it look real bad. <laughs> yeah, like, even his Endgame cameo, I think, is... I think in a lot of the big movies, his cameos are like, oh, okay, yeah. I guess... So that whole South Korea action sequence is fun, even though it has some pretty shameful product placement in it. With the car. Oh, yeah. It's There's... not an Audi, though. I think it's a Hyundai. Great. Breaking new ground. Yeah. <laughs> I love the museum scene that introduces Killmonger. That's a, one of my favorite scenes in the movie. That's. I feel like that's a very good scene to just set, set up kind of entirely what Killmonger's character is. Yeah. Like, it just kind of sets his character, like, perfectly. And Claw's introduction, that scene is so great, where he's like, I'll let you go if you don't tell anybody, yeah. and he shoots that guy in the back. Spread out the crime scene. Yeah, we gotta look like amateurs. Are there any other big action scenes that we need to talk about before that? You have, like, him stopping the slavers or whatever towards he the start of the movie. tackles a rhinoceros to the ground. Well, that's what we'll have to talk about <laughs> in a second. Yeah, no, all the action in the first, like, two-thirds is really great, and then something happens. I don't know what happens, it's like they ran out of time. <laughs> because it's not even, like, the whole third act, it's like a 20-minute chunk where all the action's happening, 
where everything just kind of falls apart. (laughs) Things fall apart. (laughs) There you go. A famous African story. And maybe it's a subtle reference. (laughs) Because the fucking movie just collapses in on itself. We can can say that. It's it's a reference. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great reference that we all really enjoyed. Because it's like, it's just this vague fight between like the, and I enjoy the like, oh, Okoye isn't just loyal to T'Challa, she's loyal to the throne or whatever. Like, that's an interesting separation where you have the Dormelage and, like, the rest of Wakanda and all that fighting each other. That's smart, but the actual action set piece is kind of bland. Like, there's some, you know, shining moments. I enjoy that Shuri just has weird panther fists that she shoots. I've always thought those were such a weird weapon, especially because they're just so much bigger than she is. Yeah. Like, they're, like, three times thicker than her arms are. Well, they look like toys. Like, they look like just toys that you would sell. It's back to the Schumacher days where you make toys and put them in the movie. Yeah, they look like they were, like, repainted Hulk fists. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, I can show you, and I'll leave this, I'll leave a link to this. I think it was for Iron Man 3, but I had these when I was, like... In elementary school, oh, no. they were like Iron Man three, like repulsor gauntlets. And I, whenever I see like the, that. whenever I see the Panther ones, this is all I can think of. <laughs> Six hours later, look, maybe they don't exist, but anyway, I swear there was a toy that now I guess you just can't find. Maybe they don't exist. Maybe they don't exist. All my favorite superhero toys are toys that are just like a glove and then something you can put over the glove like that's like every web shooter she has some fucking silly string or whatever some spider-man 3 silly string yeah i remember i used to have um an iron man like the like reactor thing that's like in his chest Arc reactor yeah yeah i don't know why i blanked on what that was called because he got it removed he got surgery to get rid of it you haven't had to think about it but i remember having one that was literally just like it was a magnet but you would put, like, the backside, like, under your shirt, and then you could put the actual arc reactor on top, and then it looks like you oh have my it. God. Like, that was the entire toy, and it, like, glowed and make- made sounds. Was it a magnet? Yeah. Because you have to cut a hole in your shirt. Because <laughs> that would be real uh, yeah, you craftsmanship. Yeah, you had to cut a hole in your shirt. Okay. No, it was literally just a magnet, and you put the magnet under your shirt, and then you put the arc reactor on top, and it just sticks. Well, guess what, Franny? What? I fucking found it. Oh, did you? I actually found it. <laughs> Doesn't look exactly like it. It's the exact same thing. Yes. See, it was worth it. Yeah, you thought this would be it. a moment where I'd never find it, but I found it. No, that that literally looks exactly like what Cherry has. It's the first win I've had in my life in like seven months. <laughs> <laughs> it's the greatest moment ever. <laughs> Finding a toy that uh, I thought didn't exist <laughs> for a second. I tried to fucking. That was gonna be a Mandela effect moment for any. <laughs> I guess <laughs> maybe not. Maybe I don't understand the Mandela effect as well as I thought. I maybe did. not. But yeah, the third act—it's just him like stopping rhinos that look horrible. On behalf of the fine people in New York City and real rhinos everywhere, I ask you to put your mechanized paws in the air. And like people are just like hitting each other with shields. And I feel like that whole like big fight just kind of ends abruptly. Yeah, it's one of those things where people are like. Oh, look, look around you. Look what's happened to our glorious nation. But that happens even, in, like, every movie. It wasn't even that, though. It was just Okoye had to show up, and then everybody was like, all right, we're done. Yeah, but they, <laughs> Well, I I think it was it was just like a Wakanda was divided for two seconds, and now it is not. And everyone was like, yeah, good point. <laughs> it's like, oh, great, great. I guess we just fucking fixed this. Okay, but the moment when Michael B. Jordan takes his shirt off, Franny, 
best moment in the movie. That's maybe the best ab reveal in the entire franchise. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of things that we have to have opinions about. Natasha Romanoff's hair. Abs. Uh, and abs. <laughs> and Mark Ruffalo's ass. <laughs> These yeah. are the things that we talk about on this podcast. Specifically his CG ass. His CG ass. Yeah, they used to show his real ass, but now they don't. <laughs> the Avengers, you see some ass. Here we are. <laughs> Here we are. That's that's the worst thing Disney ever did to the MCU. We can't Stop see ass, ass anymore. Yeah, it's too bad. <laughs> the worst part of it is that Killmonger T'Challa fight... Like, all the emotions are there until the fight starts, and then it just falls apart. It's it's so weird, because, like, the emotions are there, and then they stop for that fight, and then they come back yeah. after the fight. Yeah. So there's just a weird gap of, like, why is this fight so bad? <laughs> In the actual, the first fight they have, where Killmonger's, like, beats the shit out of him, that's brutal. Yeah. I love that when fight. When he throws him off the waterfall. Yeah, that's yeah, great. that's great. And I like that it wasn't, like... You know, you have the same kind of beat in the first Avenger where, like, you see Captain America make the jump and it's like, oh, did he make it? And you know he made it, but... And it reveals it to you, like, five minutes later. It's like, <laughs> oh, okay, that was a fucking waste. Like, that was kind of, like, unearned dramatic tension. I love that movie so much, but that's one of the moments where it's like, you didn't earn that. You just did this. And then five minutes later, he was fine. This has, like, a 10 to 15 minute chunk with there's, no T'Challa. Yeah, there's a pretty decent chunk where everybody's like, yeah, T'Challa's just fucking dead. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not coming back. It might be the worst final fight in the MCU. Yeah, and it's just, like, even, like, the logic of it is so weird. They're like, turn on the magnets from the train because it interrupts the suit. Yeah, it's a bad setup and payoff, like, and it's like, if, every, okay. if everything's made of vibranium, you'd think it'd, like, work together and it'd be fine. Yeah, not counteract it itself. It would withstand it. Yeah, exactly. I I guess that was the point. But also, like, vibranium destroys vibranium, so I don't even fucking know. But then even how, like, it works is it just create like, it takes off, like, patches? Yeah. That's, like, the only reason that T'Challa even won in the first place is he just got lucky that a random patch just decided to open as he was stabbing Killmonger. Yeah. Like, that's just... Why? I guess there's a vibranium spear also. Who knows? Because you'd think like... And when... also, all it took to take him down was a single stab to the gut and then he was just done. See, I like... <laughs> no, I like that. Because it's like, oh, fuck. Like, when he gets stabbed, I'm like, that's pretty... Just like... Sense. He didn't like explode or anything. He yeah, didn't fall off I, a cliff. Yeah, he just I got guess. stabbed and then he died. Like <laughs> I kind of like that. It's just like no, he just bleeds out. He's just a guy. But at the same, yeah, if you think that's anticlimactic, that's fine. But I think after having this like ridiculous and bad battle, it's like oh, well, it's kind of nice that it's like here's just a moment of realism and then he's dead. Yeah, and that leads to like my favorite lines in the movie. My pop said Wakanda was the most beautiful thing you ever seen. He promised he was going to show it to me one day. You believe that? Kid from Oakland running around believing in fairy tales. Maybe we can still heal you. Why? So you can just lock me up? No. Mm -hmm. Just bury me in the ocean. With my ancestors that jumped from the ships. Because they knew death was better than bondage. And Ryan Coogler is a fantastic director. He only has three movies. And this is the worst of them. <laughs> but he is great. And I just, I'll watch anything that man does. Fruitvale Station is incredible. That's a Michael B. Jordan movie. Michael B. Jordan's been in all three of his movies. And they're all very good. Yeah, but look, overall, I'm glad it exists. I'm really glad we got a movie with him in the lead before what happened happened also. I'm glad he had the strength to do this, considering what he was going through at the time. Like, that's insane. Yeah, to do this and still doing, like, the movies after, like... He's a hero, a man. Yeah. And he was just like, 
you know, this movie, we watch it and we're like, oh, you know, it's a pretty average superhero movie. But in terms of, like, representation and all that, it's like, this is the superhero that so many people are going to remember. Like, from the black community and all that, it's like, this is like the first real time. We've had black superheroes you know, for a while, and even in the MCU, but this is the first time where it's, like, everything is about, like, their culture. And yeah. I just, I, it's it's incredible that we just get to have this, and it made a billion dollars. Yeah, and, like, wasn't this one of the, like, the biggest, like, even now, isn't it one of the biggest I think MCU so, movies? yeah, I think so. I feel like it's in, like, the top five. Well, it was the it's the only MCU movie that's ever been nominated for Best Picture, which that, I think yeah, is a that's, little, that's... uh, it's a little generous, but... Yeah. But I understand why they did it at the same time. So, and I don't care. <laughs> Fuck the Oscars, so who cares? Yeah, it's an award show. Nobody watches those anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, one of my major complaints, and it is a nitpick, but I just feel like it's dumb. The first post credit scene should be the end of the movie. Yeah, I felt like that was so weird. And I feel the same way. And it's not as bad in Civil War. I guess it's just the Wakanda stuff, where they freeze Bucky. That should be in the movie, I think. Because most people sit through the end credits, but even if, like, anyone walks out, it's like, that's pretty fucking vital information. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine you watch Civil War, and then you, you walk out before the credits, and then you see Infinity War, and it's like, he's just in Wakanda. That's fucking, like, that's unexplainable. So, I think they put, I and most people, yeah, we notice it through the credits. I just feel like that's too generous to put huge story shit like that after the credits it's kind of weird yeah especially when like it wouldn't even have felt weird just putting that like after the scene like at the basketball court when t'challa was like oh i bought that building and that building and all that he bought the bank bruce wayne style yeah it wouldn't even feel weird to just have put that scene after that like, that didn't need to be the last scene of the movie. <laughs> you know what else is weird? Both of those scenes, the final scene of, like, the actual movie and then the end credit scene, both of the scenes end in the exact same way, where somebody says something to T'Challa and he, like, looks up and he doesn't answer, but he's, like, about to answer and then it cuts out. Both scenes end like that. Who? Who are you? We sold you respect, King T'Challa. What can a nation of farmers have to offer the rest of the world? Twice in a row! It feels like two different versions of, like, the same scene mm -hmm. that they just put them both in the movie and only stuck with one to be, like, the actual end of the movie. Yeah, I think they chose the wrong one. They chose the wrong one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Again, like, whatever. They're both in the movie. It's fine. I just think that's so strange. You know what's a little suspicious? We The only piece of correspondence we have is from Noah. That's kind of sus. a little suspicious, guys. I don't know what's going on. This is, like, the only time we've ever had one. <laughs> Noah says, No doubt it's bittersweet to rewatch now, but still a very good film with incredible performances from the whole cast. I think it's awesome for having super important themes and strong messages and for focusing on those first and foremost before the wacky MCU superhero stuff. I agree with all of that, and I still do like it, and I'll, I'll, I don't mind watching it. I enjoy watching it. I think everybody's really good in it, but that third act really lets it down. Yeah, this isn't a movie that I mind watching. Like, as much as I say that it's boring, I don't mind watching it. Like, it's a fine movie. Mm. And yeah, everybody 
everybody's performances in this movie are great and there are definitely things to like about this movie but yeah you can't say enough how rough that last kind of chunk of the movie is yeah oh and i didn't talk about the phantom menace thing i can't believe i almost forgot franny what this is will it? mean nothing to you i guess yeah, yeah probably not. you haven't seen that one i don't think i think we skipped it we watched the other prequels it's the one with the little baby and oh yeah Skywalker. we didn't watch that one because you said it was bad yeah look it's not even as bad as the second one i just <laughs> it's just like you just don't really need to see it to get it and look see jar jar well, he's technically in the other ones, <laughs> although he doesn't have a speaking line, the third one. But at the end of The Phantom Menace, there's like a bunch of shit going on. There's way too much going on. There's a fight on the ground where the Gungans are fighting <laughs> the droids, which is like when Wakanda's having the big battle, like it's on a big field. You have T'Challa versus Killmonger, which is basically when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon fight Darth Maul. There's even a moment when like, like, there's, like, these force fields that go between them, so they have to wait before they can start fighting, which is, like, when the train goes between Killmonger and T'Challa. And then you have Anakin Skywalker flying around in his little ship blowing shit up, which is what Martin Freeman does. So it's, like, the exact yeah, same thing. Yeah, those are literally the same. Um, that cannot be intentional. <laughs> Why would you I think would, of that movie? I would hope not, but also it'd be very funny if, <laughs> if they literally, like, stole it. Whether it was intentional or not, if they literally just directly lifted the entire structure of the end of that movie and just put it in theirs. Well, yeah, <laughs> I maintain no matter how much you hate those movies, those are burned in everyone's brains forever. Like, those, <laughs> you can't forget those movies, unfortunately, because it's Star Wars, but... Hey, everybody. It's me from the future. We had a whole segment talking about what the release schedule was going to be, because... Right now, it's a really exciting time to be a fan of the MCU in terms of the content that's coming out, but very frustrating to be someone who creates content about the MCU. So here's the basic plan for the next couple of weeks. This is coming out on Monday, and then we are going to watch and record an episode about Black Widow on Friday. Then, Loki ends next Wednesday, so we'll be doing our Loki series review, and then I think we're going to take a week off, and then we'll be back talking about Batman Begins, and then we'll talk about Infinity War the week after that, and everything will be back to normal. Just wanted to put that out there. Can't wait to watch and talk about Black Widow. Can't wait to finish and talk about Loki. Okay, well, thank you. Enjoy the rest of the show. Or maybe this is where it ends. I haven't finished editing yet, so we'll see, I guess. Love you. Love you. You can find us on Instagram at MarvelMoviePod. You can email us at MarvelMoviePod. You know, whatever. You can find me on Instagram. You know what show you're watching. Flip Day. And Franny is not on social media because he's one of the guys who has to sit outside Wakanda, like the shitty version of Wakanda, and just guard it oh, all the time. Yeah, one of the farmers in Wakanda. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad for those people. Yeah. Because they must know about the good Wakanda, and they're just sitting around. I I imagine that they're also Wakandans, but they're just like weird, like undercover Wakandans that just have to like put up a front They for the better rest of the be world. getting paid. I'm sure they probably are. That's pretty rough stuff. I imagine that's their job. Yeah, well, they <laughs> even you see Daniel Kaluuya there, and it's like you have to protect the border or whatever. Yeah. Because they're the ones who go to Killmonger when he brings them Claw or whatever. But look, I don't entirely understand how Wakanda, <laughs> how Wakanda is hidden. Like, I don't... <laughs> like, I get it, but I don't know how much sense it actually makes. Yeah, I don't... Uh, it, it feels weird to just be like, yeah... 
there's a giant mountain, and if you fly into it, there's Wakanda. No one's accidentally flown into it before. Like, no one's accidentally found it. Okay, well, thanks for listening. Wash your hands, stay safe, uh, wear wear a mask, get in restaurants. (laughs) Franny, you can't even say that anymore. You need to get, you need to get on that, man. Yep, I I do. You gotta hurry up. Yep. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, bye, everybody. When you said you would take me to California for the first time, I thought you meant Coachella or Disneyland.